Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Dad. Uh, hello, Ruth. If you tune in for the first time, this is Ruthie, you need Dad and me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Ruth and this is Dad. <laughs> it certainly is. And we're talking all about what I've got up to in the week, week seven of university. Though it feels like a lot longer and a lot shorter all at the same time. Yes, uh, we'll just explain you're at the University of York uh, studying French and Spanish. Studying French and Spanish and doing French post A-level and Spanish from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, at the University of York. And then living on campus, it's campus university and it's also collegiate. So I'm inside Vanbrugh College. Yeah, a lot of people said Vanbrugh College. Somebody said it was when you were sort of looking on Facebook before mm. you got your room at Vanbrugh College. A lot of people said Vanbrugh's rubbish, but no, it's it's not. The, everyone says whatever college they're not in is rubbish. Right, the ones that are on there's the, there's two campuses at York. Campus East and Campus West. I'm on Campus West. And everyone who's on Campus West says the other ones on Campus West are rubbish. But the only one that really is bad is Alcoin, because it's right near the library and apparently it's really boring. Well, that's a bit of a useful tip for anybody going to the University of York. But unless you like quiet time. You're not having a quiet time, though, because you're always going out, but you're going to tell me about that shortly. Of course I will. Tell me about your crush, because that's your tell, thing. Yes. So, your crush, if you don't know, um, this is every week I'm going to pick out my favourite your crush. Your crush is like Craigslist Lonely Hearts Club, and it's where people can post anonymously who they've got a bit of a crush on or who they fancy or whatever. And this one was, I think, my um, favourite one of this week. KS. I would get with you straight away if you didn't smell so bad. Have a shower, smelly boy. (laughs) Yes, that's a real turn on. Yeah, just completely weird. My other favourite one, it's awkward timing and we can't do anything, but I really like you and you're all I think about. Please spend more time with me. Unless I did that one last week. It's my all-time favourite, though. So if you've not heard it, enjoy it. (laughs) The first thing I want to talk to you about was I had a presentation in French to do this week Uh, it was about economic patriotism or something like that it was very boring it was about the economy and stuff but the really economy or the french economy? the french economy about um how the government encourages the french to buy french produce it's not interesting at all well, it's mildly interesting the french because they they are very patriotic mm. uh, about especially about their food it was ages before mcdonald's uh, were allowed into france yeah. I mean, you've got a few mcdonald's in france now mainly on the main roads but you're not that They're many still no, no not compared to um like the globalisation of Britain or whatever. It is, really, it is interesting, but I'm just saying it's, it's, it didn't set my heart on fire mm. when I had to do this presentation. But 
I prepared all my presentation. I was really, really nervous about it. It's in French. In French, yeah. It was. It's a two to three minute presentation, and then a minute of questions. It was. It's in front of the whole class as well, so it's quite nerve wracking. How many of you? Are so there? in my seminar group, there's about ooh, I want to say about twelve to fifteen people mm-hmm. or something. So not enough for it not to be scary because you can't really see anyone or whatever, and not just one on one. It's quite. I think it's quite a scary number. Um, and I was really, really nervous. I prepared all my presentation I, and I started to just, we didn't have to learn it off by heart, but you wanted to kind of be able to look at your notes, but then be able to interact with the other people in the room or whatever. So I started to do that and I um, was, my flatmates were helping me um, and I was just speaking it to them and then like just, they would be like, oh, slow down, even though they couldn't understand what I was saying, but practicing it with them, well, really did, nervous. Did you speak French with a Leeds accent? Was it, is that? Oh yeah, like Gemma Pell. No, I try. I try not to. Probably, I don't know. I, I always, you know, because when you hear um, sort of a French person speak English, it's with the French accent. I always wonder what an English accent in French sounds mm. like because you can't really ever hear it. And I wonder if it's if it's distinguishable between different parts of Britain. Like but, yeah, the Geordie yeah, yeah. would speak French like with a Geordie accent and mm. that sort of thing. I don't know. It would be really interesting. Be interesting though. Yeah. Anyway, so I was really nervous and I prepared for. I spent about an hour sat in sat with my flatmates just and I was prepping my speech and whatever and they were doing a bit of work and play, they were playing Mario Kart. We've all got very into Mario Kart. What's Mario um, Kart? What's Mario Kart? Yeah. You kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I mean, I, this is what I was saying. I had never really played it because we never. We weren't ever like you. I'm not a games guy. No, and neither were like uh, my brother or my sisters. Like we've never done video games no, really not at really. all. The tennis game or the Wii. The Wii, Wii, Wii tennis, tennis we played a bit. Played, yeah. um, and I had, me and Anna and Martha had a dance mat. But Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but apart from that, we've never been into like the video games no. like a lot of families are and stuff. But Mario Kart is basically a driving game where you go around on a track. Literally every single other person listening to this will know exactly what Mario Kart is, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but you basically dri- drive a little cart around yeah, people different people in my courses. generation listening you won't have the slightest No, they, I bet they do. I bet they do. I'd be, email in if you've heard of Mario Kart or if you've not heard of it. So they were playing Mario Kart and I was doing my speech and whatever. And then I left to go to my seminar. Uh, I went to my seminar. Didn't end up even getting to do my speech because they said oh. I was going to have to do it next lesson because they didn't get through everyone, which was annoying because I just sat there nervous for yeah. the hour. Came so when, back. When are you, are you, have you done it now? No, I'll no. do it on Thursday. I came back to my flatmates, still sat there playing Mario Kart. They'd been playing Mario Kart for about the last sort of two and a half hours or something between when I left and when I came back, um, trying to unlock the new roads for me to cheer me up after I'd have to do after I'd had to do my presentation. Oh, is that good? So so unlock new yeah, so you can unlock new like maps and stuff. So oh, that's right. what university life is. It's not really doing your work, nor going out and being wild and stuff. It's just a lot of um, playing Mario Kart in someone's room. <laughs> you realise what you said before. You said, email us in if you know what Mario Kart is or if you don't know. So in other words... Everybody. I mean, the, hey, the, the, everybody see either what I've knows. Done there. Yes, either every, everybody knows what it is or doesn't know what it is. Uh, you have been out once or twice. Somebody? I have been out. Um, I've not been out for the last like two or like three nights or something, which oh. is quite a lot actually. Usually we go sort of every other or something. We go out too much, but anyway, not been out for a while. But I am going out tonight. Cops and robbers. Cops and robbers themed. There's always mm. a theme. That's what there was a shit shirt theme one night. Didn't go to that, but. That was the thing. Yeah, uh, cop, yeah, cops and robbers. It's the two teams, netball and football teams, and the girls in the netball team are robbers, and the boys are um, cops. 
um, and you had to send in an embarrassing story or fact about yourself, which they're going to assume it read out and you'll have to guess who's, whose yeah. it is and whatever. Do I don't think I can tell you my yeah, embarrassing okay, story. Fair. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I can. It is very funny, but I think you would be... Outraged? Mm, it's not like... Shocked? I don't know. Do you want I'm me to pretty, just pretty you, well nigh unshockable. Go on, tell us. You think you're unshockable? Yeah, more. Or okay, less. so do you want me to tell you what I um what yeah. I wrote? It was my embarrassing story is that I fell asleep on the toilet in a club and the bounce had to get me out of the room while I was asleep, pants <laughs> down. <laughs> That's did that really? Happen? Yeah. Well, I said I'm unshockable. That's sort of is that has that shocked you? Was mildly are you allowed to, me. I don't know what what are you allowed to say that to your dad? Do you think what the you? I told mum. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did your mum say? She just said, oh, Ruth. Well, I'm, I tend to... And she to, gave me a knowing look. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Actually, it's interesting you're doing Cops and Roberts as your theme because that's pretty old school. Uh, mm. I was reading here that one of the new schools of uh, fancy dresses that you young people dress as baby boomers. Oh, uh, I would love to dress as a boomer. Well, apparently that's what's happening now. People are dressing as boomers. The, I don't quite know what I'd wear. Well, according to this, this is for Halloween, and it was a boomer as a horror figure... Uh, and basically, <laughs> you know that your child's going to dress as a boomer if they ask you, if they suddenly ask you to borrow your cardigan. Because the current buzz phrase is, uh, OK, boomer. OK, boomer, yeah. You, do you How do you feel OK about OK, boomer? boomer? Someone used it for, um, which I quite enjoyed. So there's a, there's a boy in my flat who did like a foundation year and then like did a year of uni and then dropped out and came back and he's like 21 or something or 21 or 22, which obviously is ancient compared to 18 on 19 now actually 19, um, yeah. and so someone called him some people call him boomer sometimes which i think is quite funny mm. but well, no don't you well, dress, dressing's a boomer apparently anything will do more or less so you can borrow your dad's car or your granddad's cardigan even better um or spectacles ideally on a chain so spectacles on a chain around your neck i think that's a bit um, older than boomer though you know um, yeah maybe uh, anything from um, marks and spencer's blue harbour range oh. or per una range per una yeah that um, is a bit very boomery and a permacruise tan, as if you've been on cruises. Um, a brochure for a second retirement home overseas, and a large pension pot and a state and a sense of entitlement. That's hmm. what you need to be. Uh, a Do you boomer, find it offensive, the OK Boomer no, thing? No, not Good. at all. I'm rather. I'm on board. It's with funny, it. isn't it? I think. Mm, yeah. I call, I, I'm actually on the fringe between a boomer and a gammon. I can't quite decide. No, a gammon is a boomer. Yeah, but on that subject, silent generation boomer. That's like grand, grandma and granddad are like silent generation are they on that subject, there's a, a, an amusing thing somebody's put on my um, on my Facebook, and what it is is it's a guy who has hacked in to the customer care department at huge stores like Tesco and JD Sports and all those sort of stores. And what he does is, since somebody complains about something and it comes to his account, and he sends spoof replies <laughs> to them, and it's absolutely hilarious. There was somebody complaining about that their local Tesco had been taken over over by Asian foods that had shelves, it could be our local Tesco here, but it had shelves of uh, Asian food, shelves of kosher food, mm. and all sorts of food and he couldn't find something that was that he wanted. I get the yeah, uh, I get can the see the email, yeah. Yeah, so he emailed the fact that you know, why are you putting all this foreign food in blah blah blah, mm. and uh, this guy wrote a spoof reply, and I can't remember the reply, but I just remember it started, okay Adolf, cool <laughs> <laughs> which is Very such a good, great start. Yeah. 
it was Remembrance Day a couple of days ago, mm, wasn't it? it? Was. Um, and I was really surprised and that I didn't see anyone selling poppies at uni. Really? Yeah, I was really, genuinely really quite surprised. And I was in the library while it was on, so obviously kind of already silent, so that wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and they and did so do it. So had the silence. Yeah, minutes, they so. did an announcement over the tannoy that just said, you know, at 11 o'clock we'll be silent for two minutes. You know, it's a classic thing. But I didn't hear anyone, like, playing the last post, and there was no, like, veteran, no veteran, like, came in to speak. Really? Didn't see really anyone. I don't think I saw anyone selling poppies. They very well might have. But I didn't see anyone selling poppies or anything, and there was no, yeah, no veteran spoke. I didn't hear the last post being played or anything. And I was quite surprised because I did think that, you know, there is a, like, I'm sure there's a society of, um, sort of a, what do you call it? Uh, well, you would have a, some sort of you know, a CCF, can, that sort of thing, a cadet force. Yeah, cadets, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure there's a society that's like cadets yeah, and like cadet naval force. cadets and yeah. air force cadets and whatever. And I'm sure there was one of those kinds of societies, but I expected just to see more. And so I didn't know whether it was like maybe a sign, I could be reading too much into it, but just a sign that people are not that interested in in remembrance day anymore or like that maybe because i've seen a lot of stuff and i read i read a few things this this remembrance day just talking about how it's like the glorification of war and also of colonialism mm. and all that kind of stuff and if you saw there was um, a big thing on twitter of a girl who um set a poppy on fire that kind of went yes, a bit viral and stuff viral, yeah um boy george was tweeting about it and all that kind of thing i didn't know whether it was kind of a sign that sort of young people don't really care or at least we don't think it's such a thing that should be That's celebrated interesting. it's interesting yeah see i would think there was for a while there was a white poppy movement so people who wanted to remember those who lost their lives mm. and of course they didn't declare war they just went yeah, out yeah, and yeah. fought for their country so people wanted to uh, remember the people who'd lost their lives but at the same time not glorify war yeah and they somehow thought that the white poppy uh, and i would have thought within a university that there might have been a movement suggest the fact that people just didn't bother worries me a little bit. I just bit didn't really see people wearing no, poppies. Uh, and that, or even my teachers, I was surprised. Teachers weren't wearing poppies. Yeah, do you have no. to wear like what is the rules for like TV? You have to wear it up to the up to and including the day the or is it after the day as well? I'll tell you the rules for TV. The rules for TV is I went you know, I used to do a programme at Yorkshire and uh, it was pre-recorded and I went in the middle of June and they stuck a poppy on my jacket they said, <laughs> just in <laughs> case because the programme's going out in uh, November yeah yeah um, so they stuck a poppy on your jacket and in TV yeah, I was surprised that none of my lecturers were wearing a poppy no. you know like through like actually the university being like you have to wear one sort mm. of thing but yeah I was surprised yeah well that does surprise me it surprised me that there was no sort of debate about it because there is a, a, a I think Lily Allen has suggested that the song Rule Britannia you know Great, uh, mm. great patriotic hymn ought to be banned. And I do understand where she's coming from, to be yeah. honest, because it is, you know, and it's the whole thing of like, should you be proud to be from a country? Because you didn't really, you didn't do anything to get there or whatever. Especially, be, especially with like the being proud to be British thing, because if you look historically, there's nothing to be proud about. There's not particular well, things. there is. But like, there like is. what the... Like the fact that uh, we'd all be under the jackboot of the Nazis if it wasn't for uh, Britain. We stood out mm. in the when it was... Uh, I'm terribly proud of Britain. Uh, we won the World Cup But, like, you didn't do anything to be British. Like, how no, can you be proud of something you didn't... Well, I'm proud of the people that did it, and uh, you know you can't expect to do everything yourself. Yeah, no, I, so, I get that, but like, 
I just I it's, it's hard to it's, it's hard to say oh, I'm proud of these things but I'm also not proud of this thing but then I'm proud of the country as a whole like well I'll tell you why I'm proud of Britain because I think that by and large we're a very tolerant country and I'm proud of Britain because my grandparents came over here from being uh, persecuted in uh, in Russia and Romania and they came they came to this country and this country welcomed them yeah you know? but then like they also this country you know killed so many people and enslaved so many people and like in Africa and India and stuff and even America to an extent really well yes you know I'm just saying it's difficult isn't it to but I think as colonial powers go we were no better or worse than the Belgians the Dutch and various other colonial Mm. powers that was the way the world was organized at the time and we did play a big part in uh, abolishing slavery I don't know like I don't feel particularly proud to be British and I think if you were to do a, a survey of university students I think most of them would probably say they weren't that proud to be British I'm proud to be northern I'm proud to be from Leeds like those things I feel more proud about but actually British I'm not sure well you say that I mean what did you do no, but, but, but like, I think it's the thing the of, like, if you've been, not persecuted, that's completely the wrong word, but, like, you know, if you've been sort of the, in the North, generally you don't get as good as, like, funding or whatever, like, things like that, or you don't see people in politics in it as much or whatever, then generally you well, can be more... they are now. They are now, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean, like, you can be proud of it afterwards because there's been something to overcome or whatever. Do you get what I mean? Whereas... Britain's always been like... Well, no, I mean, uh, and when you look at the scientific advances, that's, I mean, the Industrial Revolution started yeah. I- in Britain. You know, James Watt, the steam engine, Arkwright's spinning jenny, you know, rev- yeah. revolutionised production of cloth and all that sort of stuff. So not everything's to be proud of, not everything's to be proud of now, but I think, by and large, my view, well, you know how patriotic I am, I think <laughs> this is a great little country. I even bet patriotically, you know, I always back England when they're in the World Cup. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's like one of the things is like like you do feel it was exciting when the World Cup was on you really wanted to win you were proud of them when they succeeded or whatever mm. so yeah I don't know I was just I was surprised not to have seen more kind of like talks or something so but then also there was no there's not really that many like I was expecting there to be more like big public debates when I got to university do you know what I mean like everyone go to Central Hall and there's three people saying that poppies are you know a sign mm. of a sign of colonialism and the glorification of one three people saying that no they're they're to celebrate the the people who have died or like and remember them and i'm surprised there's not more of that kind of thing does it does no do you not have debates or some sort of do you think you i maybe, mean maybe they do just like in the politics fresh, department and maybe it's being a fresher yeah maybe it's yeah. that as well had the elections the by-elections of the people for like the the rep <laughs> the well-being for the, the well-being rep the the rep of the bar, whatever, those kind of things. But again, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but, like, Dolly Alton wrote in her book that, you know, she was surprised that it wasn't more of a hub of political activity. Yeah. I think as far as Remembrance Day goes, I mean, I'm surprised that there weren't people against it you know i'm not surprised that maybe there's not that much interest uh, as there used to be and i suppose because it it started after the first world war and as the first world war recedes into distant history mm. it's almost like in a way commemorating agincourt or something you know, it's a long time yeah. ago so i suppose there is that and 
you know, you also you're also supposed to be remembering people who've died in fo- in conflicts like the Falklands mm. and Afghanistan and such yeah. like. And probably people don't know enough about those things. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what do you know about the Falklands? Well, from what I've heard, we're pretty in the wrong with the Falklands, aren't we? Well, no, not really. Are we? Not really. We just it's have just, it as a colony you know, and stuff. Well, it's, it's well, sort of, a, it's more of a protectorate, and we were protecting them. Yeah, but if from, someone wants, like, if they wanted to leave, we kind of should have let them, right? No, it wasn't that they wanted to leave. As Argentina were, had a claim on the, or were claiming the Falklands historically, whereas historically it wasn't, their claim wasn't altogether just, to put it that way. I don't know enough the, about it, so. No, no, clearly not, which is why one of the reasons if you don't know enough about the recent conflicts, well then possibly your fellow students are like you and don't know, uh, don't know enough either to, mm. to take a stand on it. But, I, had a, I bought two poppies, actually. Did you? Uh, two of those enamel ones. But they were oh. selling them on the train. They were selling them in Sainsbury's. So There you go. Yeah, so they didn't, they, I don't think they sold them in the little shop that's on campus either. No. Should we do the emails? A couple of emails from the yeah, on, regular emailers. Uh, Donna McManus. Uh, this is on the, the subject of your accent. We'll learn more about that in a sec. Donna says, Ruth, you have lovely Leeds northern accent. Who are these posh southerners <laughs> taking the mickey out of your accent? Tell them to do one. Is it? Do people still tell people to do one? Is yeah. That, is that still current? Good. Uh, I agree with an email from one of your listeners saying it's quite something to go up north and comment on northerners' <laughs> accents. Who are these people? When I In went- fairness, some of them are not even northerners, really. So it's a lot of... The East, the Midlands, like you know, like Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Most of anyone who's from Birmingham doesn't sound like they're from Birmingham. So then they're always like, "Oh, your accent's weird." Right. So the people who are speaking received English. Yeah, it's these people who are just speaking. I mean, normally, I guess is the. No, we don't say normal. Not does. normally. It's received pronunciation, isn't yeah, it? But received pronunciation. Like how people do on the TV, I guess. Yeah. When I went to Leeds University as a Londoner, um, one of the best things was meeting and hearing all the new accents. So much better than my boring North London one, says Donna. Uh, highlights being some from Sunderland, which I assumed on first hearing was Newcastle, of course. <laughs> everybody accuses. It's rather like everybody, anybody from New Zealand are accused of being Australians. Mm. Didn't I tell you that one that was in Viz uh, comic years ago where it said... I don't uh, think so. You probably have. But... It was a top tip. It said, uh, New Zealanders, fed up with being confused with Australians? Well, don't talk like them, then. <laughs> Bolton and Lancashire, she says, um, and I assume the piss-taking is just done in jest. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying uni, so thank you for that. I enjoy the piss-taking as well, actually. Yes. Uh, David Sharrett says, hello, Martin and Ruth. Too embarrassing to say how much he's enjoying the podcast, but he really (laughs) is enjoying it. He says, Ruth's uh, Yale joke made me laugh. Uh, as a crony, I remember Martin uh, telling a similar one years ago. Bit <laughs> like father, like daughter. So you've sort of ingested Same that joke. Worrying, isn't it? Yeah, it is worrying for you. I approve of the Hefner fancy dress. Yes, it, it was surprising, but Ruth could have chosen worse, like Prince Harry, who, if you remember, dressed up as a Nazi. Yes. So you didn't do that. In fairness, right to Prince Harry, like, probably not the best choice, but hilarious. Yeah. 
was also, you know, that is the thing about, uh, I suppose because it's slightly shocking and in, in questionable funny, taste, it? whatever you do, that's, and well, you can tell from the satirical films that have been made over the mm. years, and that downfall thing that goes on YouTube, you've seen that? No. Well, there's a film called Downfall, it's a great German film, where Hitler's losing the war, and he's sitting in the war room with his generals. Right. And people... To, obviously, oh, yeah, no, I have, yeah, yeah. must have seen it. Yeah. Uh, and people put different uh, audio on it. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, funny. I have seen that, yeah. It seems to be, you know, football supporters do it a lot. Mm. So you might have Hitler there, and he'll be saying, what are we going to do about the defence? And then they'll all be supporting Spurs or whatever and say, mm. what's wrong with the defence? Nothing's um, off limits, I don't think, in terms of joking, as long as it's funny. That is the main, it's got to be main issue. It's got to be funny. Also, uh, a city centre university campus, as well as being just like Love Island, he says it's rather like the olden days, the now old-fashioned way of working just a few streets away from where you live, so mm. that sort of thing. You know what Don't I think it is like commute. more than that, even? Mm. Um, is it Fuka? I think someone told me this. Fuka who wrote that every like community oh, like this is like prison we ought to spell out Foucault it's F-O-U-C-A-U-L-T yeah well, how you, am I saying it right then yeah Foucault, Foucault. Yeah. Foucault. it's French yeah. he's a philosopher yeah yeah and he said everything's like prison which I do understand that as well everything's like prison every like community like schools workplaces they're all like prison his theory so Foucault came up with this theory he traces cultural shifts that led to the dominance of prison via the body and power but anyway what he goes on to say is that prison used by uses the disciplines and these can also be found in places such as schools hospitals and military barracks mm. and I think definitely universities and Love Island and Love Island they have well. the same prison prison aspects and prison feel yeah. of just intense relationships that are formed by close proximity mm. it's kind uh, of like being on an aeroplane as well actually yeah it's yeah it's a good point actually it's rules because it's, it's, um, it, yeah. i was saying this last night to somebody that being well, i was in hospital for about three weeks mm. and by the time the three weeks ended i almost i mean obviously i did want to go home but i almost didn't want to go home because i'd got so used to the that's hus- i mean that's why people go back to, to prison. prison all the time and, uh, and i i would imagine it's a similar thing in people who just stay in sort of academia for the rest of their lives you know Mm. just go and do a PhD or do a master's and PhD and then become lecturers or whatever because the it's very comforting to have all of everything you know right around Mm. you I don't think it's incredibly healthy I'm not sure speaking of things that are not healthy I don't think there's really good facilities at the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, really like going in the the library's really nice. You can go and sit in there. There's areas where you can do sort of like group work and independent work. It's really good, really like really good facilities and stuff. But the library is open twenty four hours, which on the surface is like, wow, that's great. You can go whenever you want, you can go early in the morning or whatever. But if you really think about it, why should you be encouraging students to go to the library from two till four AM in the morning? Like you should it shouldn't be open 24 hours that's not you know well, you're not made to do no, that of course it should be open 24 hours because you don't have to go at two no i know but like why but then they you know people people do go because it is 24 hours so yeah. people pull all-nighters and just work there all night and stuff well students would always do that and the fact there's a library open yeah I mean, what, I suppose, what's better at two like you the, shouldn't be doing work no at, Tell me, what's better at two o'clock in the morning? Sitting in the library doing some work or being pulled off a, a nightclub toilet with a, with a broom? <laughs> oh, look. Oh, see, I told you. I knew I should have told you the story. Oh. 
See? So, but it's, it, the fact that it's there, I think, is a good thing. Is there somebody doing night work, actually? Yeah, yeah, there'll yeah. be staff there through the night. Wow. Not as many, obviously. No. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's it great. is good, but yeah. because I don't know. Because I pulled all nighters all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I will. Like, yeah, I'm sure you will. When you, you know, don't forget you're only in the first year, mm. and people tell me in the first year. Mine does though, because it's, it's different. Because yeah. I'm doing that the doing Spanish, that Spanish bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, most the first year doesn't count. You only have to pass the first year, forty yeah. percent. Is that all? And yeah, you, which apparently gets more and more different. <laughs> you start the year apparently, and you think, oh, forty percent—that's less than half. <laughs> Easy. And then as the year progresses, it gets more and more unattainable. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A little bit of music. Time we'll, for some music uh, yeah. Yes, it is. We'll start with yours this week. So I've chosen a song that's called Rom Com Gone Wrong. Um, and it's a new song, came out on November the 8th as part of the Crystal album by Matt Maltese. No shame, I'm dead without her. Vanilla, would you say Malt Maltese? No, Matt Maltese. Um, Matt Maltese. No, I don't think so. I think did it's I, what just. What did I call him? Malt Maltese. I don't know what you called him. <laughs> Maltese. No, I think it's really, really good. And um, I guess it depends what you mean by vanilla. Like, are we going to call everything that's sort of soft vanilla? Do you know what I mean? That's no, not. Yeah, no, fair point. But yeah, it, it fair just... point, Dad. Yeah, fair point. I've said fair point. I've conceded that. Mm. Uh, it just sounds to me. It's just great. Great lyrics, great tunes. Yes, what's it all about? Great voice. It's a great title, Rom Com Gone Wrong. What's the song all about? Mm. I don't know. It's about a rom com gone wrong. Is he English? Matt he is South, from South London, British, but uh, tw- he's only 22. Mm. Uh, British, but born to Canadian parents. It was described as um, love songs for the end of the world. That's what NPR said. And noisy label Matt as 
a teenage Jarvis Cocker if he'd spent more time at the windmill pub in Brixton and was in a better mood. Right. So it's very melancholy music, but it is lovely and it's nice to have on in the background and stuff. Right. It's good tra- very good train music. Well, I've got a train track. The track I've got is called... God, it's as if we planned it. It almost is, isn't it? This is called City of New Orleans. Good morning, America, how are you? Sid, don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the City of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. So that's uh, Arlo Guthrie. Have you heard of Arlo Guthrie? No. But you'll have Sounds heard a bit s- like Woody Guthrie. Well, it's Woody Guthrie's son. So oh, there you go. It's, it's entitled it's highly to. influenced. Mm. Uh, Arlo Davy Guthrie, born July 10th, 1947. And I was just thinking it must have been difficult for Arlo Guthrie because his dad was such a huge figure, mm. you know, obviously influencing, but not Bob maybe. Bob Dylan. Yeah, maybe not just a huge figure on his own, but influencing Bob Dylan like that. He kind of is, though. Like this, okay, this land, land like. And, uh, yeah. So when you when you I really like Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Well, when your dad is such an iconic figure, and yeah, that must be really hard. <laughs> you must find it really hard. I know. I was I was wondering when <laughs> that was coming, and could hear it just from the start. Yes. Anyway, uh, like his father, Woody Guthrie, he is known for singing songs of protest against social injustice. But he did his most famous. Well, that's probably his most famous song. That was his biggest hit, "City of New Orleans," uh, which is a train. It's an Amtrak passenger train. It operates on an. So over- that's a large sugar Amtrak. No, this was Amtrak. <laughs> I know it was a joke. All right, Amtrak is the American uh, rail company. You know all about that. And the, I mean, it wasn't originally Amtrak. It goes way back, way back. The original city of New Orleans uh, began in 1947 uh, as part of the Illinois Central uh, Railroad and was the longest day out run in the United States. It now goes overnight from overnight from Chicago to New Orleans. So it's a bit like that Gladys Knight song we always like when she's going midnight train to Georgia. Midnight train to Georgia. Uh, although this one to New Orleans. And that was his only top top 40 hit. Didn't write that one himself, but he did write a brilliant 18-minute, 20-second uh, track. But you decided not to play it. <laughs> well, it's, uh, picking 20 seconds out of an 18-minute, 20-second track is sort of like... And it's a talking blues. It's called Alice's Restaurant Massacre, and it's, uh, it's a talking... It's drug-related, 67. He was very much in the 60s, you know... Psychedelic stuff. Yeah, he was... Not psychedelic, but the sort of pop and protest of the 60s, Flower Children, San Francisco and all that. But you're pleased to know that um, he now has a very nice life. He's got four, oh, good. four children... Bunches of grandchildren, loads of them. Everybody's in the music business, everybody in the Guthrie family. And, they, you know, right down to the grandchildren. So there are new Guthries. I, I mean, am really, genuinely really pleased. I How much would be. you love to be, like, Woody Guthrie's grand like, daughter or whatever? And they all sit around in his mm. ranch that he's got, uh, Arlo Guthrie. Because he's been in films as well. But, may, you know, mainly music. What a guy. Just, you know, what a guy. Great guy. And that was City of uh, New Orleans. David, I think it was. Yeah, David, who suggested... Uh, other songs which we might play next week. Are you familiar with the work of Billy Bragg? Billy Bragg, I've heard of him, but I'm not. Oh, we'll no, no, one, no, no, no. We'll play one of his next week uh, as oh, look, Chris about that's a bit. teaser. Bit of a teaser. And if you do want to send us an email with a song suggestion or anything else, it's Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. Well remembered, because I keep forgetting and then we don't get any. Yeah. It's Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you are 
wanting to listen to the the songs from this week in full and all the others from all the other weeks then uh, just type in ruthie me and my dad or martin and ruth and that'll get you to the spotify playlist so yeah type that in on spotify any more tales from uh, uni i was boxer of the week dad you were boxer of the week boxer of the week well okay so i've used some poetic license by saying boxer of the week because they don't do a boxer of the week but if they did no, so at the end of the session, it was m- like, so you've got to, for, for let me paint you a been, picture. Well, for people who have not been listening all along, you've been going to boxing on a Saturday morning. I've been like three times. Not in, not as, I've not been going like really religiously, but I've been like three times, which is pretty good. I've yeah. never done it before. You're not Nicola Adams yet. I'm Not yet, but you know, I'm hoping I'll get there. But because uh, it, it's quite fun, it's really good exercise and it's, um, you know, it's fun to do with your friends or whatever, like it's nice. Um, so I've been, I've been going to that a bit and I went last Saturday imagine the room there's about four girls we've never like done it before so me and two of my friends and this other girl and then there's about eight boys six eight boys whatever who are you know they've done it before they're here to properly box they bring their own gloves they've got those little mini gloves inside their gloves and he he's a guy from like the england coaching team or something that they get in on a saturday so he's like quite serious and and we learn he teaches the little combos and the boys like can do it properly or whatever and then he'll come round and go over it again but combos in combination of punches yeah 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 Yeah. and he'll and we'll do it and it'll be good and whatever and we're all trying and stuff and but you know we're not we're not professionals at all um, and th- then he'll always be like, oh, are you planning on fighting or whatever? And we're like, no, we're just here to like be fit. We're not doing fight nights or deciding on yeah, or f- sparring with people or anything like that. We just do it with each other. And then at the end of the session, he's like, I never usually do this, but I just wanted to... Um, really good work this week, and I never usually do this, but I just wanted to pick out someone who was very impressive. Then he spins around and he points at me. I'm clearly, like, the worst in the room because the two girls who I go with have been, like, one more time than me, so they know one, like, one more session session's worth. And I'm also have no hand-eye coordination and he was like uh, you've you've thrown yourself into it not cared and I was like and my face just went bright red in front of all these boys who are like actual boxers and he's saying how how great it is and I don't doubt that he actually did think it was really good that I'd yeah. tried my hardest or whatever but you can just imagine these other boys being like oh, for god's sake <laughs> it's quite impressive though that, you know a young little fresher like yourself oh that um, i've been most of the people there are freshers i think so i thought i'd let you know that i'm boxer of the week and nicola adams <laughs> well she's just retired there is a vacancy can, she, can she you just... believe how old she is 37 you told me yeah. 37 i know well, i told people i told people like, a you know, long like long time to, to get national fame mm. which you know bless her she did yeah she's um, but she's, she's such an inspiration mm, but she's now retired so there's so a, yeah there's a gap there's in the a market vac- there's yeah. a hell of a gap in the market there Here was something that uh, I noticed in the papers. It was in the Times the other day, their uh, education correspondent. Fewer than half of students consistently support freedom of speech and two-fifths favour censorship and no platforming of controversial speakers, research has shown. Uh, It says a culture of conformity may also be having an effect on undergraduates who are often too intimidated to espouse unpopular views on campus. This is according to a report by the Policy Exchange Think Tank. It's sort of what we um, what we sort of suspected anyway. Yeah, it's that, and it's not just the political correctness thing, which I think sometimes people can go a bit kind of 
grasp onto that and say this is why it is and this is why it is and whatever but i think it's also a thing of it we're like there's been studies on it that our generation this gen gen z which have starting to go to university now in the last sort of two years or so are more conservative than any generation that has gone before them i don't know whether it's because we live in especially tumultuous times that there's no there's been no need to like but it's a make more it's a different sort stuff. of conservatism i think by it's that, not it's not conservatism is in um less liberal i think we're very liberal it's in well no in like I, keep I, you not, not according to this you're not i mean i think it's wh- more like a keep yourself to yourself kind of conservativeness yes i think obviously the big driver of all this has been the fees and the fact that you mm. know you're pay. you know do you have time to protest against the vietnam war like we did when you know that if you do that maybe uh, a lecture that's costing you whatever people have worked it out yeah it's, it's like 300 know, quid a lecture like for three, some people or whatever 300 yeah. quid or whatever you're more reluctant to do that I can absolutely see that. But this is the thing that interests me. Undergraduates are often too intimidated to espouse unpopular views on campus. Now, if you sincerely held the view that A, Britain should leave the EU, B, that uh, there should be no tax rises. Like, I think you spoke to one of your people that you know took the view that tax was too high and everything. Yeah. Um, and I suspect that was very unpopular. I think well, you told me the no, time. but then was I was saying it wasn't really. It was like there was a group of like eight of us or something and about about yeah we're talking about about five of us were like yeah people who are rich should can be afford to be taxed more and they should be because it needs to fund proper stuff and whatever and then um there's about three people or maybe even more like it was quite an even split who were saying like it's your money you should get to keep your money Mm. which i kind of do understand but i always aren't afraid to espouse those views not i mean not in like a sort of that was like in like a pub setting do you know what i mean like just chats over drinks but if, or whatever. If you but uni- I don't know how, yeah, I was how people say, would feel about university being like... And said, you know, you were a Tory, for instance. But then there was a Tory society at mm. the fair and they looked very confident. They were stretched out along a big, long table and stuff. I don't know whether it's just we feel nervous to to do things. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it, it, it's the, the, the no platforming, I think, which mm. I always find very difficult. We have, we won't discuss that again because we discussed that before, you know, uh, the fact that people who want to come and give an alternative view, you know, yeah, alternative yeah. view to the liberal view. Are like um, freezed up, frozen out. They're, they're like frozen that. out, yeah. which we, we've mentioned before. And I just thought if, you know, in, amongst yourself and in your kitchen there, I know you haven't got a table, you have, to, have you still not got a table? Table. No, because there's nowhere to put the table. That's the problem. We've we've spoken about getting a fold-out table. Did you but send an open? To put you, it. you were going to send an open. Oh, I've letter. not finished it. I, I am planning still, on it though. Yeah, this is a sort of like a, a Dreyfus affair. You know, this is like a Jacques, which was a very Jacques. Yeah, Jacques, no, I remember the. I remember yeah, the thing. Well, no, I don't remember it. it. French, yeah, stood so, a bit, yeah. but yeah. But this was going to be a call to arms, really. Tables, that's what we want. I know. Don't care about Brexit. No. I want a table. You want a table did in the have kitchen because um, you have to take your, your food uh, away. But did what, have a funny email there today right. regarding accommodation. All right. Well, I don't know whether it actually is funny, who knows, but it was just said pest control in your accommodation block. Dear resident, we have re- received a number of reports from residents on the ground floor of your building for pest control jobs related to rat activity. They said that they didn't find any rats, but they've put some... um, They're checking more of the entry routes and they're putting um, poison that's been left out for them, but you need to make sure you don't put any pots. So what should you do is just wash any pots, pans and cutlery after finishing eating your meals, clean up any crumbs or spillages as soon as they happen, keep your kitchen bin closed. This one I take offence to. Our kitchen bins don't have lids, so I don't know how they want them closed. 
um, and empty it every day, even if it's not full. If any water leaks occur, report them straight away and seal your food properly and keep it in airtight containers if it's not in your fridge or freezer. Yeah. And they've put poison down for the They rats. have put poison, but apparently they the, say there's not any rats, yeah. so who knows? But do the students not object and think that the rats should be rehabilitated into polite society rather than being poisoned? I mean, I'll tell you what, they... The rats deserve the better than our than our accommodation, I'd say. Really. Yeah. Do you have a meme for us, Ruth? I do. Well, I have a tweet. I have a funny tweet. So that was what yeah, I was going to go do. for. Yeah. Pitbull could be anywhere right now. He's Mr. Worldwide. He could be in Brazil or your basement. You just never know. Who's do you know who? Oh, you see, it's ruined if you don't know who Pitbull is. I think he's a rapper, by the way. He's not a rapper. He's just like a, a pop pop guy he makes club tunes really you'll you'll recognize some of the songs to be honest um, and he calls himself mr worldwide right and he could be in your basement right now or brazil yeah or brazil just never know your rats yeah there you go Good. it didn't mean a lot to me that but um, some someone will enjoy it yeah someone will enjoy it if you did enjoy it get touch see with... that meant nothing to you but that had sixty-nine thousand likes ridiculous seventy thousand actually I mean, I've put stuff funnier than that on um, Twitter. Well, you say that. And I've never had 69,000 likes. If I get a couple of hundred, I'm absolutely over the moon. So, if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next week. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.